I can bring you in warm. Or I can bring you in cold. This is where the fun begins. Hello and welcome to Jedi Knights, the official Star Wars podcast for Joy Clicks. My name is Mike Connors, and as always, I have my Chewy in the co-pilot seat, Christian Buckley. How are you, my man? I'm doing swell, Mike. Thank you very much for asking. How are you? I'm doing awesome, man. Uh, it's finally starting to feel a little bit like spring and summer outside, which is making my energy levels up, I think, and just like my yeah. mood is is, is is enlightened, I think. So mm-hmm. I'm happy. I'm happy that we're getting out of the winter doldrums, you know. Yeah, for sure. It was super rainy today, but like in a nice, refreshing way, which I appreciate. But yeah, spring is here. Star Wars season is kicking off. You know, I look outside. Is it rainy or is it Camino? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it's either, you know, it's either Tatooine, Naboo, Camino or Hoth when you live in New England. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's about it. Um. But dude, I, I heard that you you find this is not an Elden Ring podcast. But you were talking to me about how you finally finished that game. Um, uh, just very brief thoughts. Yeah, that is an incredible game. I think it is so so good. I'm a huge From Software fan, so I knew I was gonna love it. But uh, I think it's their easiest game out of the ones I've played. I've played Dark Souls, Bloodborne, and Sekiro. Um, my favorite is still Sekiro, but if anybody's curious, it is a challenging game, but I do think that Elden Ring is probably the best one to hop in on if your friends really like it, or if you're just curious or want a bit of a challenge. Um, it's a, it's a great package. Very, very good video game. Yeah. I haven't actually been able to finish it myself. I'm like slowly making my way through it. And honestly, it's very good. I like it a lot. It's very challenging, which I actually appreciate. Um, that's good um but you know since lego star wars finally came out yesterday um, i think my attention is going to be sort of divided over those two things and we'll see what comes up on top and we will be talking about lego star wars the skywalker saga today giving our first impressions we will probably come back later on and talk a little bit more in depth about uh the game and what we're, what our thoughts are on it because christian i don't believe has played it yet and i've only played like an hour and a half probably so there's not much that we have to talk about in terms of that, but it will be interesting to get our first impressions. And we'll visit the uh, topic later on for sure. So, Absolutely. Well, why don't we get the episode started the way that we normally do, Christian, with uh, From the Jedi Archives. This is a segment in which uh, Christian and I both consult the sacred Jedi texts, a.k.a. Wikipedia, the Star Wars wiki. And we both pick a piece of uh, an article from the from that wiki, whether that be canon or otherwise, and we bring it to our uh, round table here, our uh, our meeting table in the Jedi Temple, and we discuss and educate each other on what we found in the Star Wars lore. So, Christian, what did you bring today? I have once again returned to the staple Christian Buckley wikipedia search format okay and this week blanket Mike. blanket you yes. know i feel like i've seen i've actually seen these in the star wars universe <laughs> yeah <laughs> i can think of many times you know I, th- I think out the gate first appearance a new hope i believe i didn't even have to look for that one i just know that one 
Where new? Where in a new hope? When Obi Wan dies and Leia goes to Luke on the Falcon, I believe she puts a blanket around him when he's at the table, looking all sad. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Anyways, what well, does what does the page have to say about it? So a blanket was a type of fabric used for covering protection, warmth, and bedding. Uh, when Zare Leonis attended the Arcanus Academy on Arcanus, his strategy and tactics instructor, Colonel Julian, sometimes kept his lower body wrapped in a black blanket. Whole shelf, a poet in hiding from the Galactic Empire for dissident writings, made a nest of ratty pillows and blankets when hiding out at 1044 Chapel. That's it. There's no description. It's just two instances of people using blankets in Star Wars canon. Yeah, that's that's Wikipedia's way of being like, are you serious right now? It's like, are you okay? <laughs> like, why? Also, this like this list of appearances is insane. <laughs> is there a lot? I will read you some of them. Tell me when to stop, okay? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Higher Public Into the Dark. Higher Public Into the Dark audiobook. Higher Public A Test of Courage. A Test of Courage audiobook. Uh, a Course on Solstice from Life Day Treasury. The Higher Public Mission to Disaster, The Higher Public Midnight Horizon, The Higher Public Fallen Star, Master and Apprentice, Master and Apprentice Audiobook, Queen's Peril, Queen's Peril okay, Audiobook, all right, all right, Attack right, of the Clones, right, Star Wars Clone okay. Wars, The Children of the Forest, Force of Destiny, Bug from the Clone it's Wars, Lights and Dark, uh, Revenge of the Sith, Bad Batch, Insider, Star Wars Adventures, Solo, Star Wars Story, Rebels, it goes on. Yeah. I mean, they must have just controlled F blanket, right? Or something like that. Probably, I don't yeah. know how you do that. But yeah, I mean, like, Damn, that's a that's a lot. I, I find it always I always find it funny that like people actually take the time. And I honestly think it's really cool that people take the time to like catalog these things. Like it doesn't matter. Like it really doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Mike, I wanna tell you, I got through maybe maybe, and I skipped some, maybe a quarter of the appearances. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah. I'm trying to think when was it Revenge of the Sith? Oh, you know, it was uh over over Anakin when he was in bed having the nightmares and stuff, you know? It's everywhere, yeah. man. And uh little baby Luke and Leia swaddled in blankets, you know? Very true, very true. Oh my god, blankets are literally everywhere in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> yeah. Well, what did you pull this week for the segment? Yeah, I guess it gets cold there too, Christian. Um I picked uh, a character today um you know I, I always pick characters just because you know most of the time i think i pick characters just because i think it's fun to sort of dive deep into one and i picked uh, max rebo today hell yeah um we all know and, and love him uh but recently i've been like listening to like the star wars soundtracks and stuff um and there's a there's a version of cantina band it's called cantina band number two that like you've definitely heard it shows up in games and stuff um a lot and i think it actually might be in a new hope just like in the very faint background um and i've just been like jamming out to that like recently so i wanted to give a shout out to my main man max rebo uh you know who you know you know how it is uh so he is from orto he's an ortolan uh he's a male one and a half meters tall uh, he's a popular jizz whaler musician who led the Max Rebo band. He mainly played the Red Ball Jet Organ, which he played with his feet. He and his band often performed for criminals and gangsters. Um, <clears throat> I always thought that he died on Jabba's barge in episode 6, but he showed up in the Book of Boba Fett 
which is interesting. I don't know how he, he survived that, but he did. And I just love it when he shows up because he's a very fun character. Yeah, I love Max Rebo. He's such a fun, charming character that brings the world to life, you know. Um, I am very curious what he plays like in the Lego Star Wars game. I don't know if you have an answer, but I, 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 would, have an answer. I would love if his trunk was part of his moveset. <laughs> yeah, like you could slap people with his trunk or something. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be swell. I'd love that. That would be very cool. Um, were you also surprised to see Max Rebo show up in the Book of Boba Fett? I think we may have touched upon that. Um, I, I definitely remember hyping him up when we saw him in that episode. But Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I guess... I, I can't maybe I can't say I was surprised because it's like, hey, yeah, it makes sense. Jabba blew up. Where's he going to go? He's probably popular in Tatooine. He hung around on Tatooine, but it was reassuring to know that he survived the uh, the sail barge, you know, definitely. Um, and he also wasn't in the cantina when it got blown up in the Book of Boba Fett, too. So he's probably still out there. We'll see him he, again. <laughs> Man's got to retire at this point, being like, man, oh boy, every single <clears throat> venue I got <laughs> ends honestly, in fire. Though, honestly, though, I was thinking about this. Um, you know how in Solo, when we go into Dryden Boss's like big like ship or whatever, and they're like at that party, that like really swanky party, and that person's like singing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that like <clears throat> you know criminals and gangsters in the real world. Uh, hire like musicians and stuff to play for them but it seems like max rebo that's like his only thing like he hasn't like hit it off on the on the galactic charts yet like you know i jam out to his music i feel like other people across the galaxy should too absolutely you know, that's that's just me I, you know i think he shouldn't sell himself short you know playing for all these criminals and seedy places you know yeah i i want the 50th anniversary of um, whatever is the next anniversary return of the Jedi. That's probably next, right? We did empire 45 or 50 recently. I think, I think it was 40. Okay. Well, when we get to return of the Jedi, I would like a max Rebo band vinyl release. Yes. <laughs> that would actually be, that'd actually be awesome. I, w- I would love just a whole like, yeah. Um, just like a whole like, album of just like completely new songs and stuff like that in that style. Yeah, just a release <clears throat> of like the in-universe music, right? Like the Slice Noodle song, I'll skip that. But uh, <laughs> anything else from the Max Repo band. Yeah, and maybe some new ones in there too. Hopefully Disney's listening to this because I feel like that would do really well. So, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I just, I just kind of remembered in 2027, that will be... 50 years of star wars so. wow get ready to go bankrupt that year mike i know i'm ready to party man no i'm just hell yeah <laughs> ready to party at the cantina absolutely well um as always great picks by uh the both of us christian including me no i'm just kidding um <laughs> especially you mike especially me though no. uh but great picks all around. I love that segment. It's fun to just talk about random stuff. Gets us in the mood, I think. Um, Absolutely. So moving on from that, though, Christian, why don't we talk about some things that maybe haven't made their entries on Wiki- Wikipedia yet because they haven't been released yet. 
Um, and I'm talking about the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Um, <clears throat> this is like a big top news, basically. Um, there's really not much to say on it other than that the series debut has been moved from Wednesday, May 25th, to Friday, May 27th. Um, and instead of getting just one episode, we will be getting the first two episodes, which will, I think, just run this series into June, if, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and it will end in June. So I, I think that's very interesting. Um, I find it weird because May 25th was like the day... There was a lot of people talking on the internet about how that's the day A New Hope came out in uh, 1977, the original Star Wars that is um so it kind of cheapens it a little bit but not that that really mattered to begin with <laughs> what are your thoughts on this yeah i uh i think it's exciting that we're getting what essentially two hours worth the first day and then mm-hmm. um having a shorter release window i don't think is necessarily bad you know um we'll get to see the whole comprehensive thing faster that way. And with the trend of, I'd say the majority of the Disney plus series so far, uh, with a couple exceptions, feeling like we just made six hour movies and we're giving you a slice of it every week. Um, I think if Obi-Wan is going that route, which I imagine it will because of the nature of the character, um, then the faster we get to see the whole thing, the better, you know? Agreed. Agreed. I mean, I, I don't necessarily think I'm not, I'm not against releasing two episodes at once. I I honestly think that's fine. The more star Wars you can shove down my eyes, the better, honestly. Um, I, I don't really, and I don't really care that it's a shorter release window because that just means we're going to get it sooner. And honestly, I'm kind of impatient in that way. We're going to get it anyways, so we might as well just get it over with. Mm-hmm. Um, although I do like the weekly sort of like being able to talk about it every week and everything, which we still will be able to do um, just with the meteor first two episodes that first week. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is this doesn't really change my opinion at all, to be honest. But I am excited that we're going to see more of Kenobi. Uh, that than we originally anticipated, um, just because um, I think more context is better sometimes with these shows when you release them um, like this. I think that perhaps like there's a reason behind the, the the putting the first two episodes out. I would say it's probably because that there's something that happens in the second one that they want people to get hooked on. So we'll have to see what it is, but I'm excited about it. Yes, now release it in theaters. Yeah, honestly. That's a movie. Um, That's a whole movie you're releasing that Friday. Yeah, that 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 would be that could be that could be the way. To be honest with you though, I don't know if it's on the same level as the Mandalorian. Um, no, yeah. Like do you think that they act do you think that they used like IMAX cameras to shoot any of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series? Do you think that they went that route? Or do you think it's just gonna be more story driven, like not so much of a spectacle in terms of like the visuals, but more about like the character and everything like that? I think it's gonna be more about the character, but I also think that the series will probably look more filmic than Mandalorian does. And that's not an mm-hmm. insult to Mandalorian at all. I just think No. 
based off the trailer we saw, you could have told me this is a trailer for a Star Wars movie, and I might have believed you, you know? Yeah, no, totally. Um, but yeah, that's that's the news, basically. It's moving from Friday, uh, moving from Wednesday, May 25th to Friday, May 27th with two episodes. So that's pretty pretty amazing, and obviously keep it locked here on JoyClicks. Christian and I will be talking about that uh, literally for hours, probably. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so definitely check that out uh, once you're able to watch the first two episodes. Uh, but speaking about Obi Wan Kenobi, Christian, um, we have some interesting news coming from Entertainment Weekly about Hayden Christensen, who is set to play Darth Vader. He had some very interesting quotes um, that I thought were kind of heartfelt. I thought were kind of nice um, and a little bit interesting um, too about just like his mindset concerning his mindset um, going into filming this because as you and I both know um, it wasn't until like very recently that Hayden Christensen kind of like redeemed was redeemed in the eyes of the Star Wars the fandom menace if you will um, for a long time he was kind of like shit on as like <laughs> not a great actor and like stiff in his portrayal of, of Anakin but he seems to have really come around and it's kind of interesting to see what he uh, has to say about coming back to something that probably was a high high point of his life and also a very scarring point of his life too so <clears throat> yeah I mean I, I think growing up with the prequels it was like none of us had a concept when I say us, I mean like mid twenties, mm-hmm. early twenties people really had a concept of like what's a quality performance, you know? <laughs> so like right. growing up and just seeing Anakin as Anakin, like obviously Hayden Christensen's iconic in that role for our generation. And um I, I think there's been a lot of things around the Clone War or not the Clone War, sorry, around the prequel era that have changed over time and that's because of clone wars i think for a lot of people um i also think that for me at least growing up existing on the internet when everybody older than me were the people running things uh i was just like told very frequently that the prequels were garbage and hayden christensen was the worst thing that happened to star wars ever so i was like oh these people are older than me they must be right right um but then, you know, becoming a free thinker. It's like, no, I, I enjoyed those a lot growing up, and I still enjoy going back to them. So now that younger generations who grew up with these movies are more vocal and have shows and talk about things on the internet all the time, it would make sense that the the conversation on Hayden's turned around and uh, the prequels in general... And I think for some of the the fandom menace, if you will, like you said, uh, they just have that typical thing of hating the previous trilogy. Or no, sorry, thinking the previous trilogy that they, they previously hated is now better once the new one comes out. So that trend, I'm sure, will continue <clears throat> in the next generation. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have to agree with you, Christian. Like, I feel like you and I are definitely at the age um, at which, like, when we were these were like made for us like when when they were coming out you know Mm -hmm. so so like all the criticism and stuff um especially like when they were coming out and like 
immediately after it came out was very much the narrative was sort of tainted by those who are older than us i think definitely like you said um and i don't get me wrong have come to appreciate hayden christensen i honestly think he's a good actor i think he was just like given bad material (laughs) to work with Mm -hmm. in some points and i think that there is like there are moments in the movies that he's in the star wars movies that he's in that he shows like his range and his acting abilities um, because there are some really like really great great parts that that he that he plays and everything so yeah. um, not getting too too do you have something to say about that i was just gonna add and i know we talked about this when we did our re-reviews but like i think he's also a very talented physical actor like oh so talented yeah, yeah, yeah with his body language and with his face he can say a lot of things that the dialogue isn't necessarily allowing him to emote as a character so yeah he and christian's great yeah his facial expressions are like probably one of the best i've ever seen to be honest yeah because i feel like if anybody else was trying that it would look like overacting but he just he grounds it in a really great way i think yeah i think he's a he's such an integral part to star wars and Star Wars for me, at least, you know, Same. without Hayden Christensen, I don't know what Star Wars would be. Anyways, um, <clears throat> so let's get into the mind of Hayden Christensen. He had uh, an interview with, with Entertainment Weekly, and he said some very interesting things. So let's get into it. He said, quote, well, without getting into too much detail, it was amazing. It's a great honor to get to put that suit on. First off, what a, what a class act guy. He's oh, yeah. he's coming out he's coming out and he's 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 recognizing that not everybody gets to do this which appreciate that you know um, good stuff he continues quote it was mostly a lot of excitement because I'd spent enough time with this character and felt like I knew him and coming back to it felt very natural in a lot of ways and I just really I'm and I was just really excited to get to come in and play Darth Vader at this point in the timeline because it did feel like a natural continuation of your journey with the character and that was very meaningful for me the whole experience was very surreal just the nature of coming back after all this time it's such a unique opportunity one that both you and i were very grateful for one of the things i loved so much about working on star wars projects is that is just that shared excitement that everyone's real excited to be there you feel that energy and that's really a special thing i don't know what i can share in terms of behind the scenes type stuff because i don't think they want me saying too much but I can tell you the first time I saw Ewan as Obi-Wan again, that was a very special moment for me. And one that I'll remember for a very, very long time. End quote. Very heartfelt, honestly. Yeah, and very great to hear going into a project starring these two, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think it shows that they've still probably got that chemistry, you know? Yeah, which is great. And I, I think also... Um, I feel like it would be very easy for a person who played a character who was hated on some degree in like a very vocal part of the internet to come back with like a who's laughing now sort of thing, Uh, which honestly, if he did, uh, I would be like, you know what, man, you're right. Just go off. But like you said, like hearing him bring so much uh, love and passion in the way he's talking about this role and this project just makes me really happy and excited. Yeah, I think you're totally right, Christian. I think he's like well within his his means and, and well within reason to come back and be like, 
I was right. You were wrong. Like, look at <laughs> me now, bitch. Like, you know? I, I think, honestly, maybe, like, once the ball gets rolling a little bit, maybe he should have something yeah. like that because I thought it was very funny because I – listen – I love Toby. I love Tom. But Andrew Garfield was my favorite Spider-Man. I loved The Amazing Spider-Man, the first one. And okay. when we got the movie, when we got No Way Home, and then everybody was like, oh, Amazing Spider-Man 3 should happen now. It'd be so great. And Andrew Garfield was like, where the fuck were you all in 2014? Like, Right, exactly. exactly. Yeah, like honestly, yeah. And if Hayden is has just let it go, if that's part of the process, he dealt with all of it. Great, good for him. But if he wants to come out swinging at some point, I will be behind him. Totally, I think that that just might not be in his personality. You know, sure, <laughs> like, sure, sure, sure. He might just he might just want to like let bygones be bygones, put the past behind him, and just sort of move on with life. Which, which it kind of seems like that's the tone he's striking here, right? Um, mm-hmm. But like you said, if he decided at some point to be like, listen, guys, honestly, I've never talked about this, but I think like a lot of the criticism was kind of fucked up. Like, I think mm-hmm. that would be. I would I would totally be down to see that because it would just sort of add to like the cacophony of people on the Internet, um, you know, famous people saying like the Internet is just like a horrible place. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Not that we need any more evidence of that, but just like. I think we need more people like bringing attention and calling that stuff out. So, yeah. Also, that just reminded me. Uh, this is more celebrity news, but tangential because we're talking about this. Daisy Ridley finally decides to get back on social media after I six s- years of walking away. Probably the best six years of her life, not having social media. Uh, so it's it's it sucks that this is a, a continual trend for Star Wars casts. Man, I hate this so much. Yeah, totally, man. And honestly, I'm happy that he's just sort of coming <coughs> coming at it from this perspective. You know, he seems he seems like he accepted what happened and just is trying to move on. Um, mm-hmm. At least that's how I'm kind of reading this. You know, it's very it's very cordial, very gracious. Like, and honestly, honestly, I think heartfelt too, in the sense that like what he's saying is emotional, and I think he means it. You know, so for sure. So staying with all of the TV show news, um, I saw this interesting thing from Star Wars Newsnet. Um, they had sort of conglo- uh, sorry, so, sort of taken a Hollywood Reporter article and talked about it. And apparently, according to the Hollywood Reporter article, Mandalorian is untouchable as Disney Plus's most streamed series. They did like an, an analysis of all of the shows, all of the Nielsen ratings of all of the shows, I believe. And the Mandalorian series premiere got like 5.3 million watchers or something like that, which is way beyond anything else. Um, and I just thought that was really interesting. I think that the whole narrative of, oh, like, you know, the Mandalorian is a better show. That's why it got so many views is not really, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it was like the first thing that came out on Disney Plus. That's what I was going to ask you, yeah. Because like yeah. if if it was literally any other show in Star Wars that was as good as season one of Mandalorian and it was the first thing they used to sell the service, I believe it would also be continuing this thing, right? Like 
it's similar to how um, I know this isn't a one-to-one directly, but I feel like one of the first big pieces of Netflix original content from this modern era of Netflix is Stranger Things, and Stranger Things mm-hmm. is the thing that gets the most attention from Netflix, you know? Like, that's just how it works. Right, exactly. So so here here's the... So, so I, I, I want to say that I guess the, according to Star Wars Newsnet, who sort of uh, took some took some of the stats from the Hollywood Reporter's reporting, um, this is this is stats over like the run of a season, so a whole season basically of the Mandalorian uh, five so season one of the Mandalorian five point four two billion minutes of viewing time, which is higher than anything else. Um, uh, something that comes really close is Loki. Which collected five point two three billion minutes, um, and honestly, in my opinion, I think that kind of makes sense because those two are probably the best shows to come out of Disney Plus so far. Yeah, Loki also carries. Um, as much as I like a lot of the other Marvel, like WandaVision is still one of my favorite things they've done, but Loki has just been sort of a face of the MCU for a long time, more so than Wanda and Vision have been. So I think that is also a pull, right? Like you see the character who was the villain of Avengers 1 and has popped up all over the place in these movies leading a show. Like that would make sense that that is also a big grabber, you know? Definitely. No, totally. I just think that this is interesting for sure. Like it's not a secret that we knew, you know, the Mandalorian was very popular, but it's interesting to see like the um, like the hard and fast details, you know, <laughs> about like how popular it actually is in comparison to some other things. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, anything else you want to say about that? That's kind of a quick hit that I found. I thought that was interesting. Uh, no, I think that is interesting. And I'm curious to see if that continues because um, Mandalorian, I think is like wrapping or wrapped shooting for season three recently. And I, I'm very curious when we start to get that and when, if ever, it can be toppled, you know, as like the True. the staple Disney Plus series. Probably eventually. Um, maybe not for a while. We'll have to see. See how Mandalorian season three goes. Yeah. Or was that just the Book of Boba Fett? Who knows? Oh. <laughs> um our next story also has to deal with TV. It's a very TV-heavy day today, Christian. Um, and we're talking about something that we haven't talked about in a while, which I think is very interesting. Um, we're talking about Lando, the Lando Calrissian Disney Plus show that was announced, God, what feels like a thousand years ago. I know. That, was that pre-pandemic? <laughs> no, I think that was 2020, right? I think that was like December Maybe. 2020. Maybe. I, I don't know whatever it feels like a thousand years ago like i said um but anyways donald glover childish gambino lando calarosian we all know him we all love him uh he's currently promoting his new fx series atlanta uh which started airing its third season after uh hiatus i've seen a few episodes of that show uh first season i really liked it i i want to check out more of it um it's very it's very good as far as i can tell Um, yeah you know what i also found out recently Ludwig Göransson, who did uh, like all the best modern Star Wars music, yeah. produced so much Gambino stuff. 
Really? Yeah, he produced, I think, all of Awaken My Love. He produced This Is America. Uh, I knew he did um, the music for Community, and I don't know if that's how he met Donald Glover or if he knew Donald Glover beforehand on the earlier Gambino albums, but I just think it's very interesting that they both have such a strong relationship and both ended up in Star Wars, as we're going to talk about right now. Yeah, absolutely. That's very interesting. Um, have you seen Atlanta at all, Christian? I, when they announced the show, I was super excited for it, and I never got around to it. I'm waiting for a good time to binge it all. Yeah, no, for what I can, I haven't watched much of it either, but from what I have watched, it's pretty good. Um, <clears throat> anyways, he was on Jimmy Kimmel, the uh, late night show, promoting his new FX series, Atlanta. And he was directly asked by Jimmy Kimmel, I would assume. And you are working on a new Lando project now for Disney Plus. Kind of just like a statement, not really a question. But he responds with the following. Quote, laughs. Am I? No, yeah. You know, I have a lot of things. I like to blossom and then go away. And right now it's definitely the start of another one of those. I have like a ton of stuff that I've been working on. But I just wanted it all to come out at the same time. I feel like that's what's what that's what's important to me. So I think that's not necessarily like he's not addressing and talking about the Lando show specifically, but I think like within the context of the question, he's saying that there's been some movement on it. Um, I don't know to what extent. I don't know. Maybe we're we're gonna see something soon about this. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? It's kind of cryptic. It's definitely cryptic. Uh, I think. It's not him saying like, oh, I'm not involved with that, which is nice because I think the initial report was that he would be involved with it and then it kind of disappeared and then became a question if he'd be involved with it. Um, Yeah, because I feel like he would have just been like, no, I'm not involved with that. Right. And he's like, I'm a a big fan of Donald Glover and he's absolutely correct that he just disappears for years at a time um, and then shows up again when he has something relevant. So if this is, like he said, the beginning of one of those phases, I'm hoping that Atlanta's back, new album, second appearance is Lando. Maybe we get a a nice big influx of it and then he disappears again. Um, For when we can see it, maybe? um, I, I did see that there's a rumor that, or I think this was official, at Celebration this year, there's gonna be that like a panel to showcase the live action stuff and i think the things they said they'd be talking about were like um they might have said obi-wan but for sure mandalorian season three and andor but i could maybe see a surprise reveal of something related to the lando show at this celebration if donald glover is making his appearance again and Mm -hmm. celebrations just in a few weeks i think that'd be a great timing uh get him and billy d on stage say some things about the show be really cool i agree man um in terms of the shows that are coming up um, down the pipeline by pipeline rather we have uh man we have obi-wan obviously mandalorian obviously um but then we we have andor obviously which is going to come out relatively soon i would assume and then we have sort of just like a mishmash of like other things that haven't really been given (laughs) like any sort of updates um we have like you know the ahsoka show 
we have Acolyte, we got Lando. What do you think we'll see first? Because honestly, I'm thinking we'll probably see the Ahsoka show first. Um, out of like the further out ones, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Because I don't think I don't think you know the Lando show is coming out before Andor. You know, right? So, if I had to guess, I would say strictly that, because assuming of, that this is like still in production, you know, I don't know. Yeah, strictly because of momentum with the character and i don't know what disney franchise tv contracts are like compared to the movie ones that typically get signed by actors i could see ahsoka be the soonest because like my question i guess is just how long will rosario dawson be down to play ahsoka i guess like is this something she's happy doing for a very long time? Or is this just a project that she is willing to put in the equivalent of like a trilogy's worth of time and resources into helping create? Like, I think that's the main thing that I'm wondering about her character, considering just how beloved she is and how front and center she could be moving forward. So I, I think Ahsoka is probably the one we'll see first out of all those shows. I definitely think you're right um, with that, for sure. Um, yeah. Just because I feel like we've been hearing more about and everything. Um, I would be surprised if Rosario Dawson has like a timeline about when she wants to be Ahsoka, because I honestly think that she doesn't have a choice. <laughs> like, like you, just just look at like Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford and stuff. Like they were dragged back. <laughs> like you know. Mm-hmm. So who knows? I mean, I just think when you get when you do that sort of thing, when you take that t- type of role, you're committing to it for a while Um, yeah and at least on the movie side because i've been following like the marvel production forever and the way it used to work is they would sign five picture deals like everybody um but more recently that has stopped and like renegotiations for the marvel actors happen frequently so i could maybe see something similar happen uh with star wars stuff but yeah, with Star Wars, I think it's the case of, like you're saying, with very rare exceptions, one actor is that character. So, uh, I mean, like, Ahsoka's different, though, because Ahsoka started with am- animation, and right. who's to say if Rosario Dawson wants a larger check than what they're going to pay her, they could just switch to telling more animated stories with Ahsoka and get Ashley back right like yep yep who's to say but i i like her in the role so same yeah i mean uh i guess we're gonna have to wait and see um especially with this uh lando news we're just gonna have to wait and see what happens with that yeah mike what do you think the likelihood is that we get a lando update at celebration though like there i feel like there has to be some surprise announcement this year or something, right? Like there, there should be a update for a show that's further out than the ones we've been hearing about the last two years. Like, is it Lando? And do you think that the uh, reappearance of Donald Glover has anything to do with this, or was that just reaching? Uh, you know, I think that you can make the argument that they will sort of do something with Lando. Can I tell you how I think Star Wars Celebration is going to go down? Sure. Um, I believe that it starts the day before the Obi-Wan show comes out. 
Um, so I don't know if they're going to like really spend that much time trying to like hype that show up because it's already going to be out, you know? Um, but they, I'm sure they'll do something with that. I think what we're going to see is we're going to get a lot of attention on Andor. I think we're going to see like a lot of stuff from that. I think we're de definitely going to see like a trailer. We're going to see like probably like a behind the scenes reel of that, a panel with all the cast. Um, and then I think that honestly, and this is not me just trying to be hopeful for my fantasy games bracket, but I think a lot of it's also going to be centered around Jedi Fallen Order too. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, we're going to have to wait and see. I think that if they're going to focus on any TV show, it would be Andor. Do I think that there's a possibility that we're going to get some news about Lando? I, it's possible. I think we might get news about everything, but are they going to focus on it? I don't, I don't necessarily, I'm not convinced, but you know, Hey, prove me wrong. You know, I will scream. So my neighbors will hear it. If I see Donald Glover walk out on stage and then Billy D Williams walks out on stage and then Alvin Aaron Rake walks out on stage and they're like, and then Amelia Clark walks out and they're like, we're doing the thing, but it's Lando's time. Right. Yeah. No, totally. <laughs> So we'll see. So moving on from that news, uh, we said at the beginning of the show that we're going to be talking a little bit about our first impressions with Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Um, for those who listen to this podcast, uh, you already know how excited I was for this game. And boy, oh boy, I feel like it has delivered on so many levels. Um, like I said, I haven't played much of it, but you know, you don't have to play that much of this game to sort of, like, get a feel for, like, what it is and stuff. Sure. Um, and, you know, it it's basically, like, the best, like, one of the best things that you could give, like, somebody who grew up on the other Star Wars, like, Lego Star Wars games. It takes all the best elements of that and sort of just, like, puts, like, interesting twists on it. Is the game gameplay mechanics are, are the gameplay mechanics like the best that i've ever played or whatever like no like the cover system's kind of crap like it's weird that you can't like lock on to enemies and stuff but does it matter i don't think so uh i think that it is interesting that it's all open world um and i'm just excited to like play more of it, to be quite honest with you um, i've only gotten through like the first two levels of the phantom menace so okay i was gonna ask you which one he started with but um yeah what's interesting i've seen and I remember talking about this when we saw one of the recent trailers right like some of the lightsaber combat looked wild and i before we started recording today uh omar uh texted me a video of a combo you can do with i guess certain characters but it was shown with qui-gon and like he was like chain comboing attacks on like a, a test dummy in the game or something. And the, the tweet was like, Hey, this game's just devil may cry. So I was like very surprised at how like long you could chain combos in that game. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> I imagine it's like enemies go down fairly quickly. So that stuff is irrelevant, but I do think it is cool that they have like combo systems baked into the game's combat. I think that's really nice. Yeah. I definitely think that that is a highlight of the game. Um, mm -hmm. Something I didn't really know, like think would, I didn't know that was going to be such a 
focal point of like the game and everything like that but it is um and <laughs> i've been seeing a lot of funny tweets and stuff on the internet about like how <laughs> we went from like elden ring that has like no hud and all that kind of stuff yeah to like lego star wars where it's just like the stereotypical like every like all the memes that you saw on twitter about like you know ubc ubisoft games be like and all that kind of stuff is like is like what lego star wars the skywalker saga is like and honestly the combo meter or whatever um it's like always on the right side of the screen it's kind of like why is that always there Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but yeah overall i mean like i didn't think that that would be part of the game um it's it's very interesting it's no longer kind of just like a you press the same button over and over and over again just like it's still button mashy for sure because it's like only three buttons you can really use mm-hmm. um but it's a little bit more involved than like the previous lego star wars games for sure in terms of like uh how you play it so are there like difficulty options in this one like could you bump the difficulty if you wanted to i'm just no, wondering if I, the combat's so fleshed out if they'd have that. honestly man no it's it's not like the combat really isn't that fleshed out I, okay like and that's 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 the thing like you know you know how like in the other lego star wars games you could basically just like go up to a stormtrooper with a lightsaber and just like slash it once and it will die yeah <laughs> it's kind of like the same thing um here they have each enemy has like its own health bar and stuff but honestly it doesn't really take much effort to like bring them down it is a it is made for kids after all sure so like um it's no elden ring if that's what you're asking (laughs) yeah i mean honestly though that's kind of what i want after spending 90 hours in elden ring like uh i i was looking at stuff to be like my cooldown after elden ring and it was either kirby or this and honestly i might do both because i just need to chill out when i relax for the next couple weeks yeah i mean like it has all the great parts of the old Lego Star Wars games, as far as I can tell. Like the collecting, it's it's just like a complete collectathon, mm-hmm. which I thought was like a fun, the, one of the more fun parts of the old games. Oh yeah, um, and there's like so much stuff to collect. As a Star Wars fan, there are like so many fun like little Easter eggs and like jokes that like only like hardcore fans would get, which I really appreciate. And that's like you know with every Lego Star Wars game that I've played, there's always been an aspect like that for sure. Um, you know over 400 characters and ships to play as i i bought like the deluxe version so i was able to just like spawn the mandalorian and grogu onto like naboo (laughs) (laughs) which is just like so silly but like also really fun you know Mm -hmm. how is the open world functioning so far because that's something i've been curious about with like uh vehicles and traversal like can you just hop into a ship in many places or is it very specific scenarios you can get into vehicles uh how's space flight what's that like so i think this is where you know my time with the game sort of ran out um so far because when you start the game at least where i started it because you can start it from the beginning of all uh, any of the three trilogies so one episode one episode four episode seven i chose episode one and so far i've kind of just like it's kind of like it has you on tracks basically and Mm -hmm. i haven't i haven't like quite reached like coruscant yet and i think like when you go to coruscant you could start to like mess with like your ships i don't really know i haven't like like i said i haven't really put that much time into it yet 
So I'm not exactly sure how like the open world functions. There is like par- there are parts of the game where you do it does like bring you out of a cutscene, then like you're in space and you have to like fly a ship like down to the planet that you're going to and stuff like that. I've encountered that one time. Uh, it, it was pretty cool. There's like all these like things to shoot at and do in like the space above the planet that you're going to. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's basically, that's, that's the extent of like the open world that I've played so far. So nice. Um, how, how do you feel about the presentation of like the cutscenes and stuff? Cause I know there's also like the mumble mode for the nostalgic oh, players. Yeah, yeah. So have you messed with that at all or, or I, just I have dialogue? Not. Okay. I have not. No, I, I, I feel like at some point maybe I will play it with mumble mode, but I kind of wanted to hear what the voice acting was all about and stuff. Um, and it's pretty good. I'm pretty sure James Arnold Taylor is doing some of the voices. It definitely sounds like he's um, voicing Obi-Wan, at least. Uh, the the voice actor that they have for Qui-Gon, I, I was kind of like, well, that's supposed to be Qui-Gon. Like, <laughs> um, but that's just like a minor thing because like the gameplay itself is just so... I don't know, like, bright is the way that I can describe it. Like, there's just so much stuff to do, so much stuff to see. Like, the mu- the John Williams music, of course, just, like, transcends it to another level. Um, and, yeah, I've been playing it mostly with the dialogue, just because with the actual voice acting, because I kind of want to see what that is all about, and, like, if they did that well. And I think so far they have. Um, uh, and I think it's kind of novel because the old Star Wars games just didn't have that at all. So, yeah, which is very nice. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm excited to check it out. I guess the only other thing I've been wondering, I know you haven't uh, played too far, but have you had the opportunity to play with a different, a couple different types of characters? Uh, and I guess Episode One, do obi-wan and qui-gon feel like the same character do they have some variation with them because i remember in the old lego games there was some variation between lightsaber characters but it was very very subtle like yoda played and felt different than the human-sized jedi and obviously blaster characters basically all felt the same but does that carry over to here or does that feel like they've differentiated at all um, you know, I, I, I don't think I can like make a final. Sure. Yeah. Cause you've that. only had a couple characters. I'm just curious if it's no, felt. Yeah. I would say at this point, no, I think that they all kind of play the same. If you're like within the same class, you know, like obviously if you're playing like, I don't know, Jar Jar or something, it's going to feel a little bit different than playing like Obi-Wan or Qui-Gon. Um, you know, I think I've I've also played as like Padme so far, and you know she she plays differently than like the Jedi. Um, I did notice though that like their animations are all different, which is really nice. Uh, it's like a really cool touch. Like their idling animations are all different. Um, I noticed that when you're Obi Wan and you ignite your lightsaber, he does like the whole like over the head thing, uh, which like no other character does so i think that's fun that they like put that in there um but so far they kind of all feel the same if you're playing within the same class of character if that makes sense nice 
so yeah i mean honestly don't have much to say i kind of just want to like keep playing it to be honest but like uh we'll have a lot more to say next week about this for sure yeah definitely i'm probably gonna i i wanted to wait to the weekend because uh hoping like maybe my brother or somebody who's aware gets for me as a birthday gift but like i am tempted to just buy it after we've talked about it honestly because i i i'm feeling it i'm excited to dive into this game hey man i mean i would recommend it hell yeah it's a buy for me oh yeah yeah this is a must play i feel like for star wars fans because that's the other thing great too right like it's anybody can play this right like it's not super challenging it's is it a game made for kids or made for kids at heart, you know? And aren't all Star Wars fans like that, except the ones I, that, like, hate themselves? Right, except for those ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I didn't mean that as, like, a as a negative. I, I just think that people need to understand that this is not going to be Elden Ring, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, and nor should it be, you know? Yeah, nor should it be, so. so. Well, um... Anything else you want to say, Christian, or do you want to take us out to see here? Uh, I think that about does it. So, Mike, where can the listeners find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mike P. Connors. Very nice. You can find me on Twitter and TikTok at Chun2D2, as well as YouTube.com slash JoyClicks for some videos about some video games once in a while. You can check out oh, yeah. Jedi Knights on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just look up JoyClicks or Jedi Knights without the K and you will find us. If you want to leave a review or rating of the show, it's free and it helps us out a ton, so we appreciate it. Or if you'd like to support us on a monetary level, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash joyclicks at the one and five dollar tiers. Five bucks will get you producer credit on every show we produce, like Aaron Easton and Jose Garcia. So thank you very much. And that is it for Jedi Knights. We will be back next week with more in-depth thoughts on LEGO Star Wars and maybe some more fun Star Wars news. We'll see what is in store. But until then, we're fine. Everything's fine. How are you? May the Force be with you. Oh, yes, 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 you're right. Beep is up.